Live from WNUR News, I'm Allison Rauch. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's Monday, November 22nd. Tonight, it's rewind time. WNUR News is taking a look back at some of our favorite stories from the past quarter. Drawing a blank with Nick's song. Remembering A&O's blowout. A look at Northwestern's craft scene. And a new story hot off the presses, the rise of thrifting. Plus a look at this week's weather. Those stories and more coming up tonight on WNUR News at 6. Thanks for tuning in on this Monday evening and our last show of the fall quarter. First on today's features. For WNUR News' special broadcast a few weeks ago, Assistant News Director Nick Song set out to get an interview from President-elect Rebecca Blank. What he got instead was an entirely different story. Here he is with more. Before we go any further, I have a confession to make. The story you are about to hear isn't what I set out to make. The story, the theme, the interview, I intended everything to go one way, but things went the other. Let me explain. When we at WNUR News decided on the theme for the special broadcast, I was pumped. Fill in the blank. On its own, it's a great prompt, but what really made it special were the circumstances surrounding it. Only weeks prior, Northwestern had announced they had found the next university president. The white smoke billowed atop the Sistine Chapel. Here was the heir apparent to replace Morton Shapiro. The name of that individual? Becky freaking blank. The timing couldn't have been more perfect. An interview with the new and future leader. It would be a showstopper. WNUR News needed Becky. More than that, I needed Becky. And so, like any Starcross journalist, I penned a message addressed solely to her and her media team. Hello, my name is Nick Song. I'm the co-news director for WNUR News, Northwestern's radio news publication on campus. Is that good so far? We wanted to inquire about Professor Blank's availability and interest in being interviewed. We're very interested in learning more about her and think this would be a great opportunity for the student body to hear more about her. The interview would take around 30 minutes and be pre-recorded and edited for broadcast. We can conduct the interview over Zoom or in person. Thank you and I look forward to hearing back from you. Nick. And so I waited. And waited some more. I waited seven days before I couldn't wait anymore and then I sent a follow-up. Hi, I wanted to follow up on this. Please let me know if Professor Blank would be available to speak in the upcoming weeks. Thanks, Nick. Lo and behold, I got a response a day later, although the news was far from ideal. Good afternoon, Nick. Thank you for your email. President-elect Blank looks forward to discussing her transition closer to her start in the summer of 2022. We look forward to reconnecting with you next year. Have a great weekend. Jerry.
devastation could not begin to describe how I felt. Here was a chance to interview the biggest blank in the Chicago metropolitan area. This was what was going to make the special broadcast special. The heavens had aligned, and yet serendipity stumbled with a dagger stuck in her chest. I had failed. Frantically, I searched for something, anything really, to fill the blank-sized hole. An idea occurred to me. Why not try to find the other blanks at Northwestern? I took to the online directory, sending email after email to blanks I had never met. Soon, there were no more blanks to send emails to. Once more, I waited. I had all but given up on the blanks of the world when a fateful message arrived in my inbox. Hey, sorry about that. I'm actually studying abroad in Madrid right now. And um, the people who like, work in our dorm just came up to ask me something. But sorry, what was the question you just asked? According to the online directory, there are four separate blanks other than Becky affiliated with Northwestern. One of them works as a pediatrics physician here in Evanston. Another, a research coordinator at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. The third is a master's student studying data science. As for the fourth blank, the last blank I emailed was the blank that replied. Hey, what's up, Nick? Yeah, um, I'm Zach Blank. I am a junior at Northwestern. Um, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area, and um, I'm studying journalism and MMSS. I mean, people always make jokes about my last name. Um, like, uh, I hear a lot like, oh, you don't actually have a last name. Next, yeah, it's blank. I, I hear like all the same jokes for like my entire life. Um, and like some of them are kind of funny, but I, I've just heard them all a million times. Um, so I, I kind of always get a little bit for that. Some, some joking from my friends. Surprisingly, Zach's last name didn't catch him much flack growing up. It wasn't until Zach moved to Evanston for college that it became such a major part of his life. At Northwestern, most of my close friends call me blank, um, just blank. Um, whereas in high school, most people call me Zach. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely starting to hear it, just like the word blank over and over again and, and all the time. In case you're wondering, Zach and Becky aren't related. He found out about her about the same time everyone else did. It was definitely kind of a funny thing to find out. Um, and me and my friends definitely had a good laugh about it. Just like thinking about the coincidence of me and the new president having the same like obscure, silly last name. I don't know too much about her. I know that she comes from Wisconsin and um, somebody told me that she gets booed at the Wisconsin football games, uh, which <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's true, but I hope that she is going to work out well because um, it would definitely mean a lot for the last name. In case you're wondering, the earliest known blank in the United States, Henry Blank, arrived in North America in 1701. Another blank, once again named Henry, survived the sinking of the Titanic. Both of these blanks were unavailable for comment. There's an Arthur Blank who owns the Atlanta Falcons and who's the founder of Home Depot, and we have no relation to him. There's actually someone with my exact name, whose name is Zach Blank, who is like an entrepreneur um, and has a company out on the West Coast somewhere. I've actually like, I've messaged with him before because he has on social media, a lot of just like the at Zach Blanks um on most platforms so i've like talked to him um just like dm him one time he kind of was doing stuff that i was interested in like career wise um so i also just asked if we could like just like have a networking call or something um so i got to talk to him which was like funny because we both have the same name and also pretty cool i would definitely stick with blank um i like the last name and uh it's true to my family after spending so much time around blanks i had to ask zach how he felt about the name I, I love the name. I think it's a, it's a good last name to have, and uh, it's true to my family. I didn't talk to Zach because he's studying abroad in Madrid. 
or that he's interested in entertainment marketing. What brought me to Zach was because of a name, something given to him at birth, an attribute out of his control. It felt cheap, almost unfair, that this was the reason I was speaking to him. And yet, Zach was proud of his last name. He didn't choose it for himself, but he chose to hold on to it. Ultimately, the names we have are arbitrary. They serve as a blank template to build a life on. A name only travels so far as the person it represents. Occasionally, though, names lead you to people you wouldn't meet otherwise. And when that happens, don't be afraid to send an email. News. I'm Nick Song. A&O's blowout concert was one of the most highly anticipated events of the fall quarter, and it's safe to say expectations were met. Here's reporters Maria Jimena Aragon and Helen Bradshaw with the story. On Saturday night, students gathered for Northwestern's first live A&O Productions concert since the start of the pandemic. The headliners, The Angelic Ravina and Genre-Bending Willow. Understandably, students were eager to go back to in-person campus concerts, and the finite number of free tickets went fast. So fast, in fact, that neither I nor executive producer Sarah Cadora were able to get them in time. But our local campus editor, Maria Jimena Aragon, was. So Helen, Sarah, and I decided to document the concert from both inside and out. We are live in the Welshrine Arena with our Annie editor, Miss Malia Camaño. Hello! Sarah and I are driving there now, ticketless, but we will have a good time. We are approaching the arena now. There's some buses out front of people getting out. Honestly, it's not that busy. Also, why did they do it indoors? As we waited for Ravina to come out on stage to perform, Helen and Sarah were making the most of their time outside. So what we're looking at is airport style security. <gasps> That's a huge skunk. Oh my god! Can we go follow it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a giant skunk over here. Just ran into the bushes. It was huge! It was like really big. Why am I so scared? I feel like it's gonna be a jump scare. Okay, so anyway, what we're looking at is some airport style security, not in like the body scan situation, but like if you have pre check, I feel like. So some. TSA pre-check, going in, scanning tickets, and I don't think we will make it in, but in a few minutes, maybe we can hear music. While we were still reeling from our giant skunk sighting, Ravina was beginning her set inside.
Ravina's singing right now. I can't hear her. I can't hear her, but I don't think. I wonder if we just like walked inside. If we walked around the building, maybe? Just like in the vestibule? Yeah, you wanna walk around? What if the skunk sees us? Well, apparently Ravina's singing and we can't hear a darn thing. Just in the vestibule. You wanna just walk in? Yeah, just It sounds pretty angelic. It makes me wanna cry a little bit. <laughs> Please, I don't have a ticket. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, here's here's a large group. <laughs> hey, what are you all doing? We left. Why? How do you feel about that? For those <laughs> listeners who didn't hear that, they just said it already ended. It's over. Can verify it's not because I was about to cry listening to that music. Right now we're waiting for Willow to perform. I am so excited. Not even gonna lie. They're setting up. They're putting some water. The crowd is excited, energetic, ready to wait for her and see her at work. So while we wait, why are you guys here? Why are you excited for? Because we love Willow. We've been lining up since like four. So. She is my life. I would let her marry me. Exactly. She is amazing. She is a revolution. She is an inspiration. She is the moment. I love her. I love all her music. I'm so excited to see her. What song are you most excited to see perform? Bro, 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 bro. Bro. Transparent soul, Transparent soul. meet me at our spot. Feel the vibe. You guys put my hair back and forth, it's over. Thank you guys. Oh, she said now. She said she's performing now. I love you. She's letting the crowd choose what she wants to do for this next part, but everyone chose wait a minute. And we're about to go off. performance videos so it feels like we're inside yeah. maybe whip my hair iconic <laughs> the story is yeah you might not be able to get tickets to a concert but sitting outside can be really entertaining in other ways and you might see a skunk i don't think you could have put it better helen yeah um i would just like to say that i had a a really good evening is it different than if we had been inside absolutely <laughs> but in my humble opinion i wouldn't have wanted it any other way i agree well i would have wanted to see willow <laughs> <laughs> But then, in one last-ditch effort, I decided to test my luck getting through security. Thank you. I did get it. I did it. 
I'll be honest, that went from zero to 100. <laughs> she came out and performed her iconic song with my hair. And then everyone started piling up, getting onto the buses. It was pretty hectic, but now we're making our way back to Foster Walker Plex. It was a very exciting night. Not a typical Saturday night you see here on Northwestern, but a good one nonetheless. Signing off, this is Maria Jimena Aragon, WNUR News. I'm Sarah. And I'm Helen Bradshaw, WNUR News. Still colder than ever, students are turning to knitted winter gear to stay warm. And in perfect timing, Knit Western has made its return from the pandemic. Here's reporter Paz Bomb's look into the club. Today, we are getting into the nitty-gritty of Knit Western, Northwestern's knitting club. Knit Western is a tight-knit group of people that come together every Monday night to stitch and chat. I sat down with Knit Western's founder and former president, Weinberg Senior Sarah, to learn more. How did Knit Western start? So, it's kind of a long story actually. When I was looking for colleges originally, I was really interested in whether the schools that I was looking at had a knitting club, like that's something that was on my list. Um, and if they didn't, how easy was it going to be to, for me to start a club? Because knitting has always been important to me. I learned how to knit when I was like nine. Um, and I've always used it as a way of creating community with other people and making things for other people to use. I, um, I was looking and I was thinking like, okay, so if there's not a knitting club, I really want to start one because I have this passion and I want to continue doing it. And so when I toured Northwestern, I asked about the knitting club and they didn't have one yet, but they had this old faculty and staff knitting club that was called Compassion Knit that had gone dormant a couple of years before um, I arrived here. And so I emailed the old faculty advisor and I was like, hey, is it going to be possible for me to restart this in a more student-centered capacity? And she was like, yeah, if you get in, let me know um, and we can discuss, you know, how to, how to go about starting it. And so, long story short, I ended up here and I started the club because there still wasn't a knitting club um, and I really wanted to make that happen for Northwestern because, again, it's really important to me. And so I talked to that advisor and I found a couple of friends that I had made um, through classes and in my dorm. And together we started the club in October of 2018, my freshman year. That's a great story. I really like it. Uh, so what's the goal of the of Western? Yeah, so broadly speaking, the goal is kind of, there's kind of two parts to this goal. So the goal is to teach people how to knit and use those skills to make items in need and also create community. So maybe a three-part goal instead of two. <laughs> the items that Northwestern uh, members knit are donated, um, as it says like in your description and as you've mentioned. Uh, what organizations do you guys partner with? Yeah, so um, in the past, we have worked with Inspiration Corporation, which is a really cool org in the city that helps folks who are um, unhoused and or sort of navigating this space of potentially being just being released from incarceration. And so they're kind of trying to figure out how to get on their feet. And so Inspiration Corporation is really dedicated to taking those folks in and helping them develop the kinds of skills that they need to be successful in the jobs that they want to do. And so we've donated it to them and we've also donated to the Howard Brown Youth Center. Um, and it's the Broadway Youth Center of Howard Brown Health, excuse me. Um, it's been a while since we had a donation for them, but they're a really, really great organization also in the city um, that helps queer and trans youth. So like 12 to 24 year olds who are experiencing varying levels of like housing instability, um, potentially family issues, they might not have access to the kinds of medical and social services that 
um, people who have more straightforward relationships with that kind of thing, especially with money, tend to have. Um, and so the center will allow folks to just come in and, and get what they need, basically. And so we've also worked with them in order to provide really colorful, fun items for those folks as well. So you can you can go to that center and get a knitted item, and you can get your HIV test, and you can get help with school or with your job applications. You can get a checkup. You can get mental health care. It's a really great organization. Um, and then most recently, last year, we partnered with Students Organizing for Labor Rights Northwestern to support Northwestern service workers and their families as the university really um, did not step up and help them in the way that we felt that they should. Needles to say, Northwestern's foundation and initiatives are admirable. To gain another perspective, I then spoke with new member Maya, who was a first year in Weinberg. What made you want to join Northwestern? I have been knitting for a while. It's something that I use to decompress, something that I really enjoy doing. Um, it always gives my hands something to do when I need to, you know, read a long paper or if I want to watch TV. Knit Western offers a lot, the chance to learn a new skill, a break from studying, even philanthropy. What aspect of the club do you like best? Oh, that's a really good question because I like all those aspects of the club but I think the one thing that Knit Western does a really good job of doing is emphasizing the fact that knitting is a way to bring people together as a community um, be that you know working towards the goal of creating things to donate um, or just knitting together and making an activity that is usually considered a solo endeavor into something more you know communal. I don't know about you, but Knit Western has me hooked. You can join the club by DMing them on Instagram at Knit Western, that's K-N-I-T Western, emailing them at knitwestern at gmail.com or showing up to a meeting anytime. Before letting my interviewees go, I had to ask them one last thing. What is their favorite item they have ever knitted? For Sarah, it was... A sweater with a really pretty cable detail along the sleeves, um, and it took me a really long time to make that, and that's probably what I'm most proud of. And for Maya... A knit heart with this super thick yarn, so it was huge. It was probably like three feet tall and like two feet wide. You heard it here, listeners. If you're ever looking for a new hobby or a way to procrastinate knit on your homework, join Knit Western. Some Northwestern students are getting thrifty to find funky clothes cheaply and sustainably. Capping off Rerunapalooza with a brand new story, here's Catherine Odom. 75% of her wardrobe is thrifted. She is just one Northwestern student buying clothes secondhand in Evanston, Chicago, and online. I would say I first got into thrifting, actually, like, the beginning, I would say, honestly, like, the end of middle school. In her hometown near Milwaukee, Wisconsin, she said she and her friends got into buying and selling secondhand clothes in an effort to be more sustainable. D'Amato started selling items on online resale platforms like Poshmark and Depop, and she said she has made hundreds of dollars in sales. She recommends these platforms for people looking to get started in thrifting. I'm surprised more people at Northwestern don't use Depop. It's something you can, like, get on your phone and do, like, while walking to class or, like, those few minutes you have before class and look at, like, your curated style pick. As for thrift stores in Chicago, D'Amato recommends Buffalo Exchange and the Brown Elephant in Andersonville. Weinberg sophomore Evie Berg's favorite thrifting spots are Crossroads Trading Post on Sherman Avenue and stepping out on Faith Consignment on Orrington Avenue. I 
like to pop in whenever I'm downtown super fun um they always have like good things or like fun things at least to look at Berg said she first got into thrifting in her hometown of Berkeley California I kind of just like grew up like going to like fun quirky vintage stores and so I've always wanted to check them out in Evanston Weinberg Jr. Julia Ortiz also got into thrifting at home she is from Denver Colorado and she said she started thrifting in high school to find unique vintage t-shirts and sweatshirts Ortiz said she and her friends like to go to Village Discount, which is a chain of resale outlets with locations in the North Shore area. For people interested in starting to thrift, Ortiz recommends stores like Crossroads, which offer a more curated experience. Also, with thrifting, it's good to go in with, like, a couple, like, goals. Otherwise, it's, like, kind of easy to get overwhelmed. D'Amato cautions against going in with overly specific expectations. I try to keep it really open-minded because... I like to experiment with texture um, and shape a lot of the time. Thrifting also allows students to find unique pieces and shop more ethically. My rule of thrifting is I always buy furs and leather thrifting. Berg said she has found leather belts at stepping out on faith consignment. Ortiz said she likes to avoid the waste of fast fashion by thrifting. The amount of waste that the fashion industry produces is, like, very much, like, fueled by a lot of the stores that, like, college kids can afford. So it's kind of nice to be able to, like, offset that by, like, not over-consuming, like, fast fashion. One of D'Amato's favorite thrifted pieces is a pair of cowboy boots she found on Depop this summer. She said she loves the element of surprise in thrifting. My favorite part about thrifting is that you never really know what you're going to find. Like, you never, I never really walk into a thrift store having a precise idea. Whether they're taking a day trip into the city to thrift or swiping through Depop on the way to class, some students at Northwestern are thrifting to find interesting clothing more sustainably. For WNUR News, I'm Catherine Odom. Wow, Zach, how about those reruns? Yeah, they're really cool. I really like the Willow one. That nice. One was, it, it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I liked Nyx, and I'm sorry for getting your name wrong. Um, anyway, here's the weather. Tonight, you can expect mostly clear skies and a low around 24 degrees. Temps will rise a bit Tuesday and Wednesday, with highs around the 40s and reaching into the 50s. There will also be a small craft advisory in effect from 3 p.m. Tuesday till 9 p.m. Wednesday. Expect slight breezes as well. Thanksgiving Day will be cloudy with a high of 40, but things will clear up heading into the weekend with a slight chance for snow Saturday night. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Check us out, too, on our brand new website, WNUR.News. On behalf of our producer, Zach McCrary, reporters Nick Song, Maria Jimena Aragon, Helen Bradshaw, Paz Baum, and Catherine Odom, as, all, as well as all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Allison Rauch. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been our last broadcast of the quarter, and we've loved doing these shows for you. We'll begin broadcasting again in the new year. So again, thank you, happy holidays, and good night.